Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I'm glad you joined me today. This is the place where we discuss relevant topics to help you stand up and stand strong to overcome. And in this podcast, it is barely scripted, raw, real, and it's also a lot of fun. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope. Hello there, Valerie Silvera here. Today, I want to stretch you, hopefully motivate you, empower you, and get you thinking that it's time to take action. The fact of the matter is, my friend, people are watching you and they are waiting to be inspired by you, even if they don't know it. And if you don't stand up and show them what courage looks like, who will? If you don't prove it's possible to find your way out of the darkness, who is going to prove that to them? Are you going to leave it to chance that somebody else is going to come along and be that light for them in the darkness? Why not you? In the last communication that I had with my daughter, Jamie, before her death, she asked me for just one thing. And it was my book, Still Standing After All the Tears. That was my very first book. And of course, that book was very much about her, her story and mine and ours intertwined. Unknowingly, that email exchange would be our last. And I'm not sharing this with you to make you sad. I am sharing it with you because there's such an incredibly important message for you. In her final words, she said, I'm seriously the most blessed girl in the world to have such an amazing mother to stand up with me. I still love you forever and ever to the moon and back and possibly twice, maybe even three times. I love you, Mommy, and this is the most important part I want you to hear. I'm so proud of you. That's really the part that resonates with me. I want you to remember that no matter how lost somebody is, they might still be watching you. I never doubted Jamie's love or her admiration for me. I always knew. I always knew that. Not that all of our communication was always so wonderful, okay? Don't get me wrong on that. We had plenty of rough, rough days, months, and years. But I always knew what she thought of me. Even when the beast was doing the talk, and I knew underneath what she thought of me. But when she said, I'm so proud of you, that statement just had such a profound impact on me. And I believe it's a divine message for you sent through Jamie and through me. This is something you should take to heart because Jamie wasn't proud of me when I was trying to save her. She wasn't proud of me when I was wearing my super mom cape and was held captive by her beast and by mine. She wasn't proud of me when I was crying in my walk-in closet or self-destructing with each passing day. She was proud of me because I was fighting. My happiness and sense of purpose were no longer on her shoulders. Wow, what a heavy burden she had to carry for so long. She was proud of me because I had once again found happiness and I'd found it in the middle of the darkness. And so can you. She was proud of me because I was making a difference in the world. And this is really important. She was proud of my courage. People are watching you. And I hope when you were hearing that story, just that little part of my story, that images of certain people came to your mind. 
in your life. Maybe you have someone who's struggling to find their way like Jamie was. They need you to believe in them, not to save them. They need you to prove it's possible to stand in your darkest days. They'll believe it because they see you doing it. Maybe you've got someone very young in your life who will, will encounter difficulties, you know, down the road on their trip through life, because everybody will. And they need you to help them build courage now before they're going to need it. They need that example. Even if they don't consciously know they're watching you, they are. And then there are people who you know are watching you. But for all of them, are you really going to let that opportunity pass by? What about you? Do you want to leave all of your potential or even some of it on the playing field of life? I mean, if you have potential, why not use it? Do you want to hit the pearly gates and say, dang it, I regret I didn't choose courage. I didn't step up. I didn't demonstrate. I didn't prove. I wasn't the leader I should have been and could have been. That was one of my overarching reasons that I stood up to fight in my darkest days. That day when I found myself standing in my kitchen telling my husband, Rich, I don't want to be here anymore. When I heard those words, I thought, really? That can't be my legacy for Sean. That was the biggest motivator for me at the time. Because I was so down and depressed and thought so little of me at that time that I didn't feel like I could stand up for me, but I stood up for him. Now I stand for me and for all of you and, and for so many other reasons. But initially, hey, well, I did whatever it took. And that's what you should do too. And it wasn't just so that he wouldn't be sad about what was happening to his mom, although that was a big reason. But it was also such a tremendous opportunity, I mean, before me, to prove, to show him, to demonstrate, to be that role model for him. I want to tell you about another message. And this one is from my son, Sean. And this one also had such a profound impact on me. He said, I just wanted to tell you that I'm so very proud of you. And I'm so honored that you're my mom. God literally gifted you to me. And I couldn't be more fortunate. Jamie would be so proud of you and everything you've done. You are truly amazing. The reason that these types of messages really resonate, especially these messages from Sean, they're so significant because I think about the types of messages that I could be receiving from him had I not made the decision to stand up and fight. I can't even imagine. It reminds me of, of this TV show. Have you seen it? It's called Ordinary Joe. I really love that show. It's really fun to watch and it's just interesting to see the different dynamics. So what it's about is this guy named Joe, and it starts out on his college graduation day. And then the show takes you throughout three different paths. So in every episode, it'll show the three different paths evolving. So you're kind of watching these three parallel tracks of what Joe's life could have been had he made just one little different decision. And of course, we're always at these crossroads where we could have, should have made these decisions. Wouldn't it be fun if we could do that? If we could go back and go, well, if I would have gone this path and see the different paths, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be. <laughs> maybe the path would have been better. I don't know. But anyway, it's really interesting to watch. And I think the writing's so amazing that they, they take these parallel tracks and, and, and the three Joes are very different people. 
too, as they as he you know goes down these different life paths. So I was thinking the other day about my story. Maybe you can think about yours as I'm explaining this. Maybe hey, maybe one day I'll write a show, a screenplay. It'll be called Ordinary Valerie. <laughs> Only this one would just need two paths. And it would start for me on the day I stood in my kitchen and told Rich, I don't want to be here anymore. Because you see, I was standing at a crossroads. Maybe you are standing at a similar crossroads right now. So one of those journeys, one of those paths, one of those shows would be one that you're a part of right now. It's the path that I'm on. The other would depict a very different story. Both of them, again, start the day in the kitchen. The difference being, I didn't decide to stand up and fight. I was just going to let life toss me around like a rowboat out in the ocean. And I didn't take the opportunity to teach Sean and even Jamie. And I didn't have the opportunity to meet you because my life took a very different path. It's very likely that in one of these episodes of my parallel life path story, The Ordinary Valerie Show, it, I was divorced on that path. And there probably were scenes where I received messages from Sean begging me to stop being sad, to quit forgetting about him and everybody else. Maybe in that story there are grandchildren that I don't even see or end up knowing. That story would probably end with a very sad and lonely woman still trapped in her self-opposed prison of depression, grief, regret, shame, guilt, and all the rest. Remember what's interesting. Those two paths on this imaginary screenplay, they started the same, standing at that crossroads and just making a decision. Now, were there a lot of subsequent decisions? Was there a lot of pain and heartbreak and fighting and clawing and clinging? And heck yes, there has been nothing easy about my path. Nothing. But at least I'm fighting. I'm moving forward. I'm doing something, something good. But isn't it interesting to think when you're standing at a crossroads, how different your life can be? Even if you feel like your life isn't such a great path, maybe you can consider today. I'm standing at a crossroads. I'm going to make a different decision. I'm going to head in a different direction. I don't know how I'm going to get there or what I'm going to do, what it's going to look like. That was me the day in the kitchen. It's been me for the last however many years it's been now. It's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to make the decision. That's why I developed the nine weapons of hope that I originally called the nine actions and I've moved them to a whole new level. And I have them as part of my Warriors and Hope membership because I can provide so much more guidance in that membership model than I could in a book or anything like that, you really should check it out. Go to ValerieSavera.com, hit Warriors and Hope, and check that out. So what's, what's really exciting about our lives is that we can live on in the world forever, even though we can't live forever, right? Your time on earth is fleeting, but it's valuable beyond measure because little pieces of ourselves are being deposited into other people. And it doesn't have to be something grand to really make a difference. It could just be that, that moment, that one little thing you said, that inspiration that they see you fighting and it makes them believe. It gives them hope. That's why I call my membership Warriors and Hope. That's what we need more than anything. 
the folks that we interact with on a daily basis, our loved ones, our coworkers, and even people we haven't met yet are dependent upon, upon us being there for them and depositing those little pieces of them. Maybe you've heard this story before, but my first motivational speaker was named Ron. And he didn't write a book. He didn't do a video. Well, we didn't even have video back then. He wasn't on a big stage. It was in a small house in the Seattle area, and it was around their kitchen table. He was my the father of my best friend, Chris, at the time. And Ron was the kind of guy who always had a positive attitude. He just was that kind of guy. And I have no idea what prompted this for him to say all this, and I don't remember the entire discussion. And that's the point with you, too. It doesn't have to be some big, long thing. People don't remember anyway. They, they remember some little nugget. And this was my nugget. He said, when you have a bad attitude, you can't eat right. You can't sleep right. You can't poop right. You can't do anything right. And of course, we were 11 years old, so we thought that was really funny. But isn't that true? Those words were wise. Were they profound? Not really. There aren't that many people who send out these profound messages and talk about whether you poop right or not. But the point isn't really what he said. What I want you to understand is that he got down inside of me. Those few words, those few moments that were just Ron being Ron got down inside of me. And while Ron is not my entire story, it's not, I can't say my, this entire path, the reason I got up is because of this conversation I had when I was 11. That's not true. That's not the case. That isn't what happened. But it was important enough that I talk about it because it is a piece of Ron that was deposited inside of me when I was 11 years old. And I just turned 60 and I'm talking about that and the impact that Ron had over me around a little kitchen table in a little house. And now you see, I'm telling you, I'm inspiring you. Maybe that's going to get down inside of you a little bit. And if so, that means a little piece of Ron is deposited in you. Isn't that exciting? You never even met Ron. You have no idea who he is. He's the guy that said you can't poop right. And now he's a part of being inside of you because I'm getting inside of you, I hope, in a good way. That's what we do. We can literally leave deposits inside of other people. And so in that way, we live on in the world forever. Is that super cool or what? That little Ron story, you can't poop right, those words, on their own, they weren't going to cause me to write a bestseller or anything like that. But they are a part of my story. They're a part of my message. And that's what you have the opportunity to do as well. Here's the bottom line. We are leaving deposits in people. Whether we're trying to or not, it's happening. It is happening, my friends. It's game on. So why not start taking charge of your deposits? Why not you be that person that stands up in the darkness and proves that it's possible? Why not you be the one that imparts some words of wisdom that somebody talks about decades from now, like I do about Ron? Don't take the chance that those little pieces of you that need to be left in a world, a world that so desperately needs hope, that it doesn't happen. Or worse yet, the wrong types of pieces of you get left in the world forever. Ugh, ugh. I don't like that. I'm sure I've done that in my past. Left the wrong deposits. Man, I'm trying to make up for it, right? I'm trying to surpass all the bad deposits I made back when I was young and was an idiot and didn't understand all this. 
Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Don't wait for someone else to be the person who makes a difference in another person's life. Why would you wait for someone else to stand up and shine their light in the darkness and prove that somebody can get out of the dark, that they in turn can go and shine their light? Why would you take that chance? If you don't do it, who is going to do it? If not you, then who? I hope you will join me, link arms with me. Let's become warriors in hope because I really believe that one person can make a difference and people do all the time. But together, when we stand together, we go from addition to multiplication and we can really impact the world. Become a warrior in hope. It's your time to shine. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you will subscribe and come back and join this podcast often. Also, you can find me at ValerieSilvera.com where I have many more resources to help you become a warrior in hope.